Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello and welcome to the Chase Down Podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. My name is Carter Rodriguez. I'll be your host for the day. Uh, we gave Justin uh, the night off uh, to cover uh, some preseason action because we're talking gambling. Uh, so please uh, welcome on uh, one of my very favorite recurring guests out of the podcast, uh, gambling savant and one of my dear friends and former co-workers, Nate Jacobson. Welcome to the pod, Nate. Carter, always great to be here. Always like these annual podcasts that we have to do right now over the computer. But I do miss the days of hanging out in your apartment on the uh, in the East Lakeview neighborhood when we were talking Warriors, Cavs, NBA Finals back in the day. Yeah, those were the days for both the Cavs and for us. But uh, the season is just one week and one day. No, just one week away, uh, which means that we really got to start getting our, our season futures and uh, breaking down the gambling landscape because oftentimes paying attention to the gambling landscape actually helps you learn a little bit about the league. So we're going to be using bet online uh, for all our win totals for this uh, conversation. So uh, obviously any sports book you like isn't going to be too far off, but bet online will be what we're, what we're rolling with for this one. So you can head over to there to check any, any of their particular lines. Uh, but Nate, what uh, you you study these these lines and and their movements and you know ev- everything that has to do with them? What what trends have you noticed uh, in in these win totals that have been set? Yeah, first off, you said bet online as always. Shop around if you have options because there are some differences out there. Maybe a game or something. And even though it's a long season, sometimes one game could play the difference between pushing or winning or pushing or losing. So definitely look around at these but some general kind of big picture topics I think are would be in the Western Conference where the Clippers, Rockets, and Jazz all are tied 
with 53 and a half for most wins in the West, followed by the Nuggets at 52 and a half and the Lakers at 50 and a half. But if you look at the odds to win the Western Conference, the Clippers and Lakers are the clear two favorites to come out of the Western Conference and represent the West in the NBA Finals. And I think that just shows that bookmakers know that the Rockets, Nuggets, and Jazz are teams that need to be seated to have home court advantage in the playoffs. Where the Clippers and Lakers might just kind of do the load management thing and take nights off in the regular season – they just want to be prepared for the playoffs. So yeah, at least the, the biggest... Clippers. The Clippers also have like a lot of health concerns early on, uh, between Paul George coming back from his shoulder, his multiple shoulder surgeries, and um, and not probably starting out the season with them. That that's also a factor for that line, I think. And definitely, and this line opened in mid July. I think the world opener for NBA win totals at 55 and a half, and it's gone down to 53 and a half. So even though there's a lot of buzz for the Clippers to win the NBA finals, probably one of the favorites to do so, their win total has gone down in some of the sharper markets. And the typically the NBA finals markets is where the, the public kind of goes, and the Clippers are surely a public team now. But in the other markets like win totals, they're being bet against, and I wouldn't be surprised if people bet against them early yeah. in the season as the team kind of gets acclimated. Yeah. Meanwhile, the jazz have been bet up uh, to two and a half games. They opened at 50. Uh, I'm sorry. They opened at 52 and a half. They're up to 53 and a half. I'm not good at reading spreadsheets. So yeah, that, no the jazz does feel like a team that with a little extra insulation and Mike Conley um, are going to be a really good regular season game team uh, to bet. But before we start diving into some of our favorite uh, over under bets, uh, we should probably talk about uh, the Cavs since uh, that's why all of our listeners are here for the most part. Cavs, uh, last year their win total was 31. <laughs> Didn't quite get there. They landed at 19 wins. Um, this year they they are tied for the lowest total over-under with the Hornets at 24.5 wins. Uh, their line has not moved, though you got to put a little extra money to bet that over at uh, 24 and a half at minus 130. Uh, what do you think of this line, Nate? Yeah, so that's actually stayed the same, but the Hornets have dropped down to 23 and a half. And I think that's because people are starting to realize that Charlotte is a horrible team. And <laughs> without Kemba Walker, there's not much there. And they're probably going to be one of the favorites, right, to uh, – be the first pick in the draft. Well, okay, not for first pick in the draft with the new lotto odds, but the uh, a team that will us. have the highest odds of being the first overall pick in the NBA um, when they do the lottery in May. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting to see the two teams next to each other because the Hornets maybe have some more adults in the room than the Cavs. You know, they've got the Marvin Williams, the Nick Batum's, the Cody Zellers of the world. Um, but I really don't see, given the difference between Kevin Love and uh, and the best player on Charlotte, who is Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. <laughs> I, I I don't see how the Hornets aren't uh, absolutely miserable, and while the Cavs uh, might settle in, it's just terrible. So I don't know where. If you had to bet the Cavs line, what would you do? Um. I'd probably still go under, but I don't have the conviction like I did last year where I think the only winner I picked on this podcast was Cavaliers under 31. Just concerns about the team and then the chances of them tanking, which I believe they had a protected pick where they had to finish a certain top 10. Yeah, so 
bad incentive. Was, but I not, if, in, was not a factor. <laughs> I wonder if some of these teams that tanked last year might not tank as aggressively with these new lottery odds because a team like the Pelicans and the Grizzlies ended up being the big winners of the lottery despite not being in the bottom five, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think tanking is as big of a problem as people thought it was. And, like, Justin and I have gone on this rant a thousand times. Like, like bad teams will be bad, and then once they're bad, they'll just decide to give up, you know? So, like, maybe the only team that's really going to the season saying, we're going to lose on purpose is the Hornets. Um, but even then, it's not like they didn't just pay a ton of money to Terry Rozier. Like, it's really hard to distinguish tanking from just sucking at your job as a GM. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't really have an opinion on the Cavaliers. Would you yeah, I, sway I one side or the other? I don't like that. I'm, I think that line's just right. I think, you know, like we've talked about this a lot. Like, I really think you should only be looking to bet win total lines if you think that the line is set wrong, right? It's, yeah. And and if you think I like a few games too, yeah, two to three games off. Like if if this was at twenty one and a half for the Cavs and not twenty four and a half, uh, maybe I maybe I maybe I take that over. But I think I think that their mar uh, the Cavs will finish with twenty four to twenty five wins with a margin of error of three games either way. And if if I think that Vegas is within that six total margin of error. I don't want to touch it. And uh, as a result, I, I'm definitely not touching the Cavs. But there are teams that we are going to want to bet on. Um, so I thought we could kind of run through kind of our best bets and some of our stayaways. So let's start with some of our best bets. Um, who, do you, who do you really like this season uh, on their win total? On the win total over, and I'll go back to the Western Conference and uh, you mentioned you like the Jazz as a good regular season team, but I'm going to also go with another team that has a big altitude and elevation advantage and the Denver Nuggets over 52 and a half wins. I just think like Utah, Denver, a team built for the regular season. And because they have that extra home court boost with the altitude and elevation, where I think a lot of teams uh, don't give a full effort while the Nuggets and the Jazz would, I think that that gives them a big advantage at home and enough of an advantage where maybe that is built into their line, but they did uh, make the second round of the Western Conference uh, playoffs last year. I think they'll be very competitive this year, and they know if they want to make a run in the playoffs and win a series, they're going to have to have home court. So I think they'll be trying for 82 games all season to try to get that positive seating. So I'm going to say the Nuggets at 52 and a half. What are your thoughts? I think that's a closer to a good line than like, if that were at 50 and a half, I think you definitely jump on that. Like um, I, I just think they won 54 last year, but I don't think that they were particularly lucky last year either. Like Gary Harris miss, missed big stretches. Like Michael Porter jr. Didn't play for them at all. And he's playing, I think they've upgraded their roster with adding him and Jeremy Grant. Um, I think this roster has a lot of depth and can survive a lot of hits and that home court's always there. I don't, I don't hate it, but I don't love it, but I'll tell you what I do love Nate. I think this is the number one no brainer pick of, uh, of 2019, 20 barring a major roster change or a major inner injury. The Oklahoma city thunder 31 and a half 
Yeah. What? They traded Russell Westbrook for a player in Chris Paul who might be 10% worse at this stage in their respective careers. Added Shea Gilgis-Alexander, one of the most promising guards in the league. Added Danilo Gallinari, who is just perpetually underrated at small forward if he's able to get out there. They, This team makes so much more sense than they did in the past couple of years, and I'm a big... I'm big on the Ewing theory potential of this team. Having an actual point guard running the show instead of the sideshow that Russ has been leading, uh, that's been much more about getting him stats than about winning the team games and and building them for sustainable success. Um, this is a team that won 49 games last year, and I think their roster on in the aggregate is better. Um. Or maybe not better, uh, just because Russ did define them for so long. But, like, they added legitimate players. It won't be hard for them to add more, given the war chest of assets they have. Uh, the only reason I think I lose this bet is if Chris Paul gets traded for scraps. Yeah, you know what? I think you maybe talked me into that because I think that's a really strong handicap. Because when you're looking at betting sports – you're looking to buy low and sell high. And this seems like it could be a buy low opportunity on the Thunder. I still got Chris Paul in return, and it looks like they have no intention of trading him. So I kind of like where you're at. I mean, Billy Donovan, I don't think he's going to totally give up on a, on a team. I mean, he left college basketball for the NBA for an opportunity to, to win at the next level. So it's not like he's here just to like for a rebuilding team. So I think they're going to compete. Um, I guess my question is, you did sound very confident in them. Would you bet them at plus 500 to make the, uh, make the playoffs? Honestly, I, that's the thing. That's the part where I'm not comfortable with, like, just because I know how loaded this West is, you know, like let's, I mean, this is going to take a minute, but I think it's a worthy exercise. Uh, we can, we can find bomb it and, uh, you can say either in or out to make the playoffs. Uh, in the West, because well, we're the gonna... West. And, All right. and... So let's find Bonnet real quick. Tell me in or out, okay? Okay. Clippers, in. Rockets, in. Jazz, in. Nuggets. I feel like I should be drinking a Bud Light while doing this. But in <laughs> a Bud Diesel. Uh, Lakers, in. Warriors, in. Blazers, in. Spurs. In. There's eight. <laughs> like, well, and that's the thing. That's the other big takeaway I have with the West is the uh, team with the eighth highest win total, the Spurs, are at 45 and a half. And then the two teams with the uh, ninth, tied for ninth, are the Pelicans and Mavericks at 40 and a half. So if you just base the season off win totals, it's like the eight in the West is already set. So it's almost like there should be like a prop bet. Will these eight teams make the playoffs? Yes or no. And yeah, I, that's a worthy, uh, just based on how the market is shaped up. That's kind of the big, one of the big takeaways I've noticed in the Western conference. Yeah. I just feel like the West, it's like you got six teams that I know for sure are going to make it, which is Clippers, Rockets, Jazz, Nuggets, Lakers, Warriors. I think Blazers, Spurs, Pelicans, Mavericks, Kings, T-Wolves, and Thunder will all be fa- fighting for the last two spots. So even if I think the Thunder are going to win 40 games, even if I think the, the Thunder are going to win 40 games, which is a cool eight and a half higher than their win total, that still doesn't get them in the playoffs. So I'm just going to eat a little chalk. 
pay up for my minus 130 and ideally make some money. I just think 31 and a half, that just feels like a worst case scenario to me. Yeah. And, and like, do we I, really think a team with this much talent and that's young and like that still has some something left in the tank with some young, with some, uh, do you got vets who got a little left in the tank? Then you got young guys with a ton of potential. Like, I just like, I cannot fathom this team winning like 29 games. Yeah, and for sure the Thunder um, at 31 and a half. And, and you mentioned Gildas Alexander. I think on this podcast we bet him to win Rookie of the Year uh, last year. At least I did. Uh, so we were high on him. And, yeah, I, I could see that with the Thunder. If you think they're going to win close to 40, there's clearly value at 31 and a half. And the reason why this number is down is because they lost George and Westbrook, of course. But in the NBA, the market isn't as sharp. It's more sharper in the football uh, college and NFL. So I think there's some inefficiencies in it and you could bet a team whose perception is way down uh, just because the public sees, oh, the Thunder lost their two big stars. They're going to be horrible this year. But uh, I think you made some good points about their current roster setup that it's not going to be as bad as people think. Ride with me, Nate. Ride I'll with be, me. Uh, I'll be on that with you. All right. We're locking it. Uh, give me another Give me another line you like. Uh, over or under? Either way. Uh, I'll stay with the over, and I think it's something you like, and I think we talked about when we saw each other last month, uh, so maybe you could talk more about it. But the Toronto Raptors over, what is it, 46 and a half, 46 yep. maybe at some places. Definitely shop around for that. I think you can get a good number on Toronto, the defending NBA champions. And this is another situation where – their win total, which was set at 55 and a half going into last year, and they eclipsed by two and a half games. Um, but they lose Kawhi Leonard, and the win total drops nine games despite their success. I think it's almost they swung it too far, where a lot of people think the Raptors might struggle this season without Kawhi because of how valuable he was. But they had guys step up, especially late in the playoffs, like Siakam, Van they, Lee. They didn't Lowry. play Kawhi that much in the regular season either. Like Kawhi was like it was Siakam was almost their MVP in the regular season because Kawhi was Kawhi's minutes were being managed so aggressively. Right, and this is a regular season thing, the uh, regular season win total. So uh, he was definitely on the load management program in Toronto. So they're used to playing without him in the regular season, and I think they can beat up on a lot of these bad teams in the East where there's four teams in the East with a win total set in the mid-20s. We mentioned the Hornets, the Cavaliers, and also the Wizards and Knicks. So there's easy wins to be had for Toronto, and I think a lot of people, teams might overlook them because Kawhi isn't there, and I think they can have uh, some success. Uh, Nick Nurse, second year, I think he wants to prove that it wasn't just Kawhi Leonard that was the reason they won the title, even though if it was, but he's going to want to make sure his guys are playing tough on a nightly basis. Yeah, it's a team of tryhards. Like, they're almost back to their pre-Kawhi identity this year of, like, team of a team that works really, really hard, makes the most of, you know, not the best talent on the floor. There's some weird roster problems with them just because they jettisoned so much to trade for Marcus Gasol last year in terms of their bench depth. But I still think this team makes enough sense, and I just think they're going to play really hard. They just re-upped Kyle Lowry, so clearly they have no intentions of of walking away anytime soon. I don't know. I just think this team's going to – I think this team's going to play with some pride and aim for at least a three seed. And if you're talking about a team that's a three seed, you're looking in the 50 range for them. So 
I think that their line should maybe it might be two games too low. Um, I, I I don't know if this is a lock for me, just because. I mean, I, I Cavs fans know better than anyone. A finals run is really grueling and hard mentally and physically, and maybe there's some hangover uh, early on. But I think this team's going to go the other way. I think they're going to be really hungry to prove that they weren't just Kawhi. I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I just yeah, I think the players. Because they lost Kawhi, they're they're going to be extra motivated. Um, maybe not early in the year, but by the time the midseason rolls around, where they're going to maybe go on a nice streak, especially in some of the easier pockets of their uh, schedule. Uh, can I can I be the first uh, downer of the podcast? Yeah, go ahead. Because others than uh, wanting to talk your thoughts on the Bulls, I don't really have another over for you. Let's let's go into Bummer Town here. I I'm fading the Pelicans. Oh, perfect. I was going to say that too. I was saying I was going to be contrarian and fading the Pelicans because I think a Zion Williamson bias has driven this win total up. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it makes total sense where the Pelicans are becoming a public team where I believe they have like 30 national TV games. I have a feeling that some of the networks might regret that because I don't think, uh, I just think there's a lot of transition this year. Yeah, uh, losing Davis and just it's a totally new roster. I mean, it's crazy how much how different it is. And I think that all the attention on Zion has driven this win total higher than it should be. Yeah, I think that a lot of so let's let's start breaking the case down for why the hype got so high. I think you got Zion hype. I think you got uh, heist from the Lakers hype. But like those are draft picks for the most part that the heist uh, is accounting for. And those don't make you better this season. Um, I think the reason you bet under is one, uh, Zion, I don't think he'll struggle, but almost no rookies in the history of the NBA have made their teams significantly better as rookies. Um, even the really good ones. Uh, I think that this is a roster that doesn't make as much sense as people want to pretend it does, uh, in, Lonzo, Ingram, Zion, Derek Favors. That's four non-shooters or marginal shooters at best. So the spacing's bad. Uh, They got a lot of love for signing J.J. Redick, but J.J. Redick is right near the age where undersized uh, shooters fall off a cliff. So maybe he doesn't play as well as you might hope. Uh, And then you deal with hoping Drew stays healthy, which he can do. And Drew Drew is the reason you bet the over for this team, but Overall, I just think there's enough flux that it feels like their most likely outcome to me is a really promising 36-37 wins, not the 40-and-a-half they're set at. I mean, just for a frame of reference, their line opened at 37-and-a-half on bet online, and that I would not want to touch that line. But it's been bet up three games, Nate. Yeah, and you're playing in the loaded Western Conference, right? It's not like there's going to be many easy games in their schedule, and I think teams are going to take them seriously because they know Zion's in town. So it's not going to be like a throwaway game like if they were playing the Suns or something. They're going to really hone in on the Pelicans and I think play hard. And, uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said. It's kind of like the team that won the offseason a little bit in the NFL that you want to bet against. And I think the Pelicans kind of have that vibe where – I, I guess they maybe not won the off. There's other teams that won the off season, but it's a team that has a wholly, totally new roster that they re uh, revamped through a big trade before the draft. And then of course on draft night. Yeah. I, I just think that 
they're just there's just a little too uniform in how much people are excited for them and i think that those are the kind of teams you want to fade uh if if you can build a good case like don't fade them just to fade them but like if you if you think there's a little more smoke than fire like you gotta go um every time zion williamson has a dunk in the preseason that blows up twitter it seems like that win total goes up about half the game, half a game, or at least the juice gets adjusted. So I'm probably going to wait until m- next Monday, October 21st, to place that bet because the Pelicans do open the season in Toronto, and there actually is an early line for that game. The Raptors on their banner raising night playing the Pelicans. Raptors minus five at the Scotia Bank Arena. I think that's what they're calling it these days up in Ontario. <laughs> Yeah, it just feels a little low. I don't know, man. I just think that this is uh, the Zion mania is just is just going a little too far out of the way. What's it? What's another team you'd like to fade? A team I'd like to fade. Let's see. Where do I want to go? Oh, uh, kind of wanted your thoughts on this one, but the Orlando Magic at forty-one and a half. Their win total last year was set at thirty-one. It's now they won forty-two games last year, so. Great job by them, full credit. I know they have a lot of young pieces, but I don't just think they have a – I think it's just gone too far up at 41.5. Now they're expected to make the playoffs. They're the – Firmly. They have the eighth Eight. highest win total in the Eastern Conference. So, I don't know. What's your thoughts on the Magic? Because it's a team that I think kind of went under the radar last year and then won a playoff game um, in game one. I think that was in Toronto. Um I could see the kind of a, a regression just because last year they overachieved so much. Yeah, I mean, you had contract year Nick Vucevic playing out of his mind, uh, and I think you should expect some regression there because he played like a top three center for big stretches of the year. Um, not top three, that's ridiculous, but he was very good. Uh, and then you, this roster still doesn't make any sense. They're stocked with all these small forward power forwards masquerading as small forwards, and then decided to add another one in Alpha Rukaminu for the mid level. Um, they still don't have a point guard. I guess you're hoping the Markel Fultz thing works out. I mean, DJ Augustine was good last year, but like, is that really who we're counting on? Um, it just the team just doesn't make enough sense to me to to bet any over. I mean, the under feels like a good play there. Uh, I just don't see why the Pistons wouldn't be just as good. You know, like the Pistons are four games lower than the Magic on on their win total. I'm like, I think they should be probably in the same ballpark. So to that end, I think you're right that a, that an underfade uh, seems like the right play. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I like this. I like this play. I, I wasn't thinking about it. You had to sell me on it. But the more I think about that roster, I just don't love it. We should talk about your bulls, though. Yeah, a lot, absolutely. Of, a lot, of, I, lot of sneaky hype for these bulls. There's a lot of optimism in this town, and I think some oh, no. fans forget that Jim Boylan is still uh, manning the bench over on uh, West Madison Street. Very close to home for you. Uh, Very. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know, man. I there's this like groundswell of like you know who might be pretty good this year. And I think it's rooted in some flawed thinking. Like, yes, Otto Porter was pretty good last year. And yes, Wendell Carter's should ostensibly be healthy. And yes, Kobe White was a popular pick. Two of those guys are, I mean, Wendell Carter's basically having a, a red shirt rookie year because he barely played last year. And 
Kobe White is a point guard and no rookie point guards are good ever, ever, ever. Uh, and to that end, like I, their lines at 33 and a half after winning just 22 games last year. And I'm like, no one's yet explained to me what makes this team 11 and a half games better. What do you think? Yeah, especially because it opened in the midsummer at 30 and a half. So there's definitely some buzz on the Bulls, uh, probably because there's a lot of just in general buzz that this team could compete for a playoff spot with kind of like it's the starting five that they have that they just kind of recently drafted or acquired. So I think everyone's excited if they're all healthy, how they'll mesh. But I, I really don't trust the coach at all in Jim Boyland. Um, I think the first day of Bulls training camp, like half the roster got hurt, like questionable <laughs> for practice the next day. Listen, they're fucking and, old school, man. Right. And it's fine if you have that drill sergeant type of guy, if your team is winning, but when it's young players and they don't buy into his system, I think it could go horribly wrong. So maybe there's a lot of high variance for this team, but I think there's a better chance that they're on the uh, lower side of 33 and a half and a better side, but maybe, I don't know, maybe the East is bad and something clicks and maybe they make a run at the playoffs or maybe I'm just listening to too many Bulls fans in the city I live in. And I, I'm a guess I'm a Bulls fan myself, but I am not uh, buying into them, especially at this number that has gone up three uh, wins since it opened back in mid-July. I, I agree with you. I think, I think that under actually is more appealing the more I think about it. It might be one of my absolute favorites. Uh, Nate, uh, playing for Jim Boylan, it can be a real pain. When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the right choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation helps you get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keeps your customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, and even Amazon Fulfillment, which was a major carrier I had never heard of until I just read this. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Blue Wire podcast listeners can listen can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use the offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info, which is my least favorite part of every free trial. Just visit ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com. Then offer code BLUE. ShipStation. Make ship happen also it's important to make ship happen in the bedroom (laughs) talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy nate trust me we talk about it a lot and it's just not easy between the two of us usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like i lost my mojo or or guys just avoid it all together with excuses like i had a long day at work or sorry honey just not feeling it but with roman it is easy to talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. 
With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. Whole process is straightforward, simple, and most of all, discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com slash bluewire and get and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Just go to getroman.com slash bluewire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash bluewire for a free visit to get started. Getroman.com slash bluewire. <sighs> Nate, let me tell you something. What's up? Doubling up on ad reads when Justin's not here, it's exhausting. Especially yeah. when we talk about the gym boiling bowls right before. It's, oh, uh, man. I am. Uh, I'm out of gas. Go. Uh, but but I, I have recovered. I'm, I'm back. Um, and I think the next step for us in our uh, NBA gam- preseason gambling journey is take a look at some awards. So uh, we're looking at some award futures. Uh, right now I'm on sportsbook.ag. Looking at regular season MVP lines. Anyone jumping out to you for MVP? Well, of course, I'm going to go with my Slovenian brother, Luka Doncic, at 20-1 to 1, uh, as a bias <laughs> pick. Um, I'm half Slovenian, so I uh, probably the Mavs are maybe my uh, 1A, 1B with the Bulls at this point, uh, just because I hope Luka does well, and it's good when a, a Slovenian who isn't the first lady is doing good things in the world. I, I, I remember when uh, Luca was entering the draft and I was trying to sell you on him to the Bulls and, and you were just in right away. Everyone oh, else you have to great. sell. Oh, that would have been. The, the Eastern European population of Chicago would have fallen in love. Absolutely. I really w- it's a real missed opportunity. But um, one thing, though, on a more serious note with the MVP is to look at maybe players who are actually going to play the uh i don't know not required games but not be on like the load management system so like Kawhi leonard at 10 to 1 i think might be a complete throwaway because i can see him in the regular season um you know he's won two titles with two different teams i just don't think he's going to value the regular season much so i think that's one thing you can look at where you need to narrow down um narrow down players by that uh that way um it's it's tough this year. Normally, I have a, like is. a strong sense of like who I expect to win. I mean, Giannis is the favorite plus two fifty. I, I uh, think the guy this... I, I wish was had sneakier odds is Steph Curry, who's plus five hundred. Yeah, but like those odds just aren't good enough to justify biting taking the bait. I, with it. I'd agree with that. I know a lot of uh, there's a lot of hype for Joel Embiid. Just cause maybe it's some of the stuff he has said. Um, I mean, his team the might season. make the finals, like very, I mean, might be the favorite in the East to, to make the finals. Yeah. But you also have to just worry about his injuries and, you know, I, who knows if they're going to go make him play over 70 games. So, yeah. And one funny thing that I noticed uh, when Ben Simmons hit that three pointer in a preseason game, he went from a hundred to one to 80 to one at some sports book, I believe in New Jersey. So it's just kind of a wild, um, odds to look at in a wild market and i think maybe you could wait a few games or a few weeks into the season before dipping your toes in yeah i i very rarely like the mvp odds it just feels so 
feels more random to me. Like I, I don't often make MVP bets uh, because the guys you like are loaded a little too heavy and the guys that you think are long shots just feel too distant. Um, so I, I actually don't see any bets I would make for MVP, but I love the theoretical discussion that has to come with rookie of the year. So Zion is the runaway favorite at minus money, minus 175 to win rookie of the year. I'm struggling to imagine a world in which anyone else should get it, your money. Your thoughts? Like, betting on anyone other than Zion? Yeah, I mean, I as I yes. said, uh, I mentioned with the Pelicans, I believe they have 30 national games this season. So the exposure is going to be there. If they're... Uh, that's actually an awesome right, point because, as to why science going to win this award because yeah, he doesn't even have to play a, that award well. Award where people vote. It's not an award based on stats or how you can decide on the box score. So people are going to vote for who they see most often. And I feel that even if Zion was on national TV, his highlights would be all over the place. The NBA does a great job uh, distributing that and marketing their stars, and I think they want to do that with Zion Williams, especially with a franchise in New Orleans that. Um, has struggled over the years to gain fans. So I think they're going to do everything in their power to make that a relevant franchise. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would go – I don't think I would touch anything because I th- really think that Zion is the pick, even if he isn't the best rookie. Would, would, you, would you eat the no, chalk I wouldn't. at minus Just, 175? I don't know. Because I, I don't think the Pelicans are going to play so well this season. I don't have any desire of laying that. Especially with these awards – if you want to um, win them, you're going to have to wait till late June when the NBA does their awards show. So it's not just like, oh, I can cash my regular season win total in mid-April. I have to wait an additional nine weeks because they made it an awards show. So it gets a little even more tiresome. So I think there's better ways to spend your money. I don't know, maybe put it in like uh, an envelope and hide it for nine months than uh, to bet on these uh, NBA awards <laughs> is how the system goes right now. Yeah, I I think if you're really getting – if you're feeling really ambitious, I think Cavs fans should would be happy to hear that I think Darius Garland's probably would be my number two uh, because I don't see a world in which Ja Morant does so well that he supplants Zion, whereas I feel like Garland has the more explosive like, – like Garland's got a play style that can kind of burst him onto the national scene if maybe Zion gets a little banged up and misses 20, 30 games. But I really think that's what you're betting on. If you're betting anyone who isn't Zion is you're really betting on not hoping someone gets hurt, but you're betting that there's a greater likelihood of that uh, than the odds. Yeah. There's no uh, Lori Markin at 80 to one that we were able to hop on when he was absolutely killing the uh, with a Euro basket or the Euro Euro ball. Oh, it was Euro basket. Oh, Euro basket. That was one of, I will die on the hill that that was uh, one of the best bets in the history of. Uh, yeah, of it should have been like uh, like horse racing where it was like a win place show and we could have got in on, at least on like some. Odds. I didn't think he didn't even. Yeah, finish he probably would have finished that fourth, year. but that's because that was the year when Ben Simmons won and, and Mitchell and, and J- Jason ben Donovan Tatum, so. and Tatum. But still a very solid bet because Markinen. Probably was top five uh, when it was all said and done. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, any uh, any normal year. He would have been 
at least top three. He was awesome as a rookie and just got got eclipsed. I think one of the reasons he was awesome was Bobby Portis punching Nikola Meritage in the face, which knocked out not one, (laughs) but Portis got suspended. So Markinen really from the jump uh, was able to make a statement um, right away and get a lot of minutes because his, I guess probably the two people in front of him or two guys who would take a lot of his usage um, hated each other. Yeah, it's uh, not the worst outcome. I know we were excited when uh, uh, if you, we were excited for, for when our boy Lori Bobby uh, punched Meritich in the face, and we're like, "Oh, here's the opportunity for Lori." <laughs> it's time. So we have to talk about one more, um, not an award, but I think we should transition into some interesting props because uh, I'm looking on Bovada now, and I'm seeing an assists per game leader prop on Bovada, Russell Westbrook is the money favorite at plus 300. This is absurd to me. He's sharing the ball with James Harden, who has more touches than anyone in the league. I don't don't see how he leads the league in assists. I know he's done it the last couple years by pretty big margin, but like this isn't the same rodeo. I that yeah, feels wrong that's to me. Why what do you three think to about one, that? Right, and I mean he's he's still a player who who loves the triple double stat. So if he does average, um, you know, eight or nine assists a game, at least he'll be up there. So I, I get why it's priced like that, just because his assist numbers have been crazy. But in this new system, with a player like James Harden, I think those numbers will take a dip in general. And also, yeah, so it's, I guess it's points per game, so or assists per game, so. Um, yeah, no, I think you make a good point there. Yeah, the it, it's really a, a set of odd lines. LeBron is number two, even though LeBron normally is in like the mm-hmm. in like the seven range. You know, like it's not like he's that crazy yeah, that's, high. That's a tough one because I'm not a fantasy um, basketball player, so I'd have to do extra research to maybe try to find an angle. Well, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry was second in the league. Uh, in assists per game per this website that I'm on. It's foxsports.com, which I have no clue why that would have popped up. Let me add ESPN real quick. Uh, uh, yeah, Lowry is second with 8.7 assists per game. He's plus 1,000, and he's going to be handling the ball much more uh, this year. So I feel like there's some value there. Uh, what are some other props you what's like? What's your thoughts on Jason Tatum being the um, favorite for most improved player? Ten to one. Was he that bad last year? He he played like a he played like an asshole. Yeah, well that's why it's like was he that bad? And then Terry Rozier, his buddy, uh, eleven to one second. Yeah, this is like there must be some value here if you can find it because this list doesn't. Luka Doncic twenty five to one. Was he pretty good last year? Like. Yeah, Luca. I mean, I guess if he goes superstar, he'll get that. Like super duper star, maybe he'll get that yeah. that bump. Lavert already made his jump. Shea Gilles or Alexander's the second year player. He'd have to go crazy. I uh, I don't see any line any players here that make very much sense. And I actually think when you're looking at the favorite being plus one thousand, that shows you how nebulous this award Definitely. really feels this year. Though I. Though I would like to throw a few a few shekels on Alex Caruso at uh plus ten. Maybe 000. like uh point zero zero one Bitcoin. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's th- when you're betting on uh, a most improved player future. Bitcoin is actually the only currency yeah, that it you should, should be. be allowed. I to guess use. one thing as I'm scrolling, coach of the year, and since we're sort of positive on the the Raptors overall, is there any interest in Nick Nurse at fifty to one to win coach of the year? Considering if we think that, um, you know, they could overachieve their market expectations without there's losing their star player. Maybe nurse gets a lot of credit for what um, Toronto does this season. Yeah. I mean, it's weird because coach of the year typically is the team that overperforms at the kind of highest level. I don't even remember who won it last year because the NBA awards are so stupid. Um, But yeah, you look at this doc rivers. I don't think he'll win it uh, because I think, People think that Dak is stacked in his step. The Dak is stacked. It was, it was, it was Mike Boone last um, year, which makes sense. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you kind of want it to be from a team that, quote unquote, comes out of nowhere or is way better than expected. So I think Nurse makes a lot of sense there. I think to that end, like a Rick Carlisle makes a lot of sense if the if if the Mavs take a big leap. Um, I I actually think Nate. Nate McMillan is not a bad pick if uh if Oladipo comes back healthy because that team always wins more than anyone expects uh but I just don't think they get enough national games though I love Jim Boylan at plus seven thousand maybe he'll surprise hey, who us knows maybe. I've seen crazier things happen in the uh the betting world and maybe they uh buy into his uh whatever style of coaching the uh no texting and and drill sergeant attitude that uh millennials just love playing under <laughs> you know it's uh weird uh just looking at more future props possible finals matchups the leader is bucks clippers at plus 700 it feels like so long since we've not had like a minus money or yeah, something close to it. it that's a good point um, favorite i guess probably even the f- it was probably um uh, Cavs Warriors in 2000 going into the 2017-18 season that was probably uh close to even odds I'd say I think it was I think anything else was like outrageously high so I mean you don't typically no, like these I don't kind of props, like though, the right? I don't like doing the finals and the the east finals or west finals um before the season I'll rather wait until the playoffs start and even then, when the playoffs start, I just like looking really at series prices and like waiting as it goes on and, and trying to exploit uh, the market that way. I'd rather not tie my money up, especially because they update these odds all the time. So there's a good chance you'll be able to get a better number if you just wait a month, if you like a certain team, if that team underperforms to start the year. So I'm in no rush to bet any of these. And sometimes it's better just to wait until the postseason begins to see the seeding and sort of the path. Because last year, we definitely saw where one bracket in the West was stacked and the other one was, uh, was weaker. So a team like, like the Nuggets and Trailblazers were able to play for a spot in the West final while the, the top half was the Warriors and Rockets, which um, definitely felt like the West, Western Conference final. Yeah, I I definitely don't like touching those either. I think we should wrap on some uh, on a particularly silly one. Sportsbook AG has a section just called Lakers Gross. and Clippers props. Uh, 
foul, some foul <laughs> coastal elitism that uh, this these two Midwestern uh, podcasters on the uh, reject out of out of hand. Uh, make America great again. Am I right, fellas? Sorry. Um, so one of the lines in this section is. Will a California team win the 2020 NBA championship? Yes, plus 105. No, minus 135. So basically you're betting on the Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors, and maybe the Kings if you really believe in uh, De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, I, what do you think I, of that one? It's probably a good line, actually, because I don't know. I, I think the Clippers are going to have a, a, a great shot at winning the – the finals, just how well built they are defensively, and just the the when they get to the playoffs, I think they're going to have a lot of success in these seven game series. Um, so I don't have a really an opinion on that. I guess I'd lean no because I would take you know twenty six teams over four, especially in those twenty six teams. You have some good teams, uh, particularly the team the two top teams in the East in Milwaukee and Philadelphia. Um, but out of that, I think I would rather just bet uh, the field on the Lakers. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not sh- exactly sure what to think of any of these props. But on that California team, I would. I would say no. Yeah, and just if you're wondering if you just take the Clippers out of the out of the field, or take the Clippers out, and you just do Lakers against the field mm-hmm. to win the West, so. 13 14 other teams including the clippers you would get you'd have to eat a lot of chalk yeah and and that's one thing where if like the lakers have a pretty good regular season um maybe fade them once you get to the postseason and possible series matchups against a team like the rockets and the clippers um and on the bottom of this uh prop sheet there's will the lakers win an nba championship by the 2022 finals so that's but three finals away, and the yes is two to one, and the no is minus two fifty. <laughs> yeah, I uh, you know what I like? I like props that are like written in yeah. sentence form. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's like like LA Lakers, they're gonna win <laughs> a title years, or give what? Them three years. <laughs> I could I could just imagine this being a, a radio call in <laughs> question. Uh, in in prop form, I, I I you know what I think is the most interesting Lakers Clippers prop is who's going to mm-hmm. advance further in the playoffs. Um, Clippers are minus one sixty, Lakers are plus one thirty. I I sprinkle a little money on the Lakers for that one. I think that's kind of a fun one. If you if you yeah, believe I like in the power I like those LeBron. kind of props uh, better than like will the yes no will they win the finals or uh, they also have a player with the highest average points per game between LeBron and Kawhi. So it like I I you know why I like the the who's going to make it further is like now I like that's the kind of bet you can make if you are, are being honest about saying you're sure. and at fun. the Lakers at plus money I think that might be the like, way the way to look cuz who knows um even though there's a lot of hype for the Clippers maybe wise. You know, some things don't go as planned and um I guess the perception on the Lakers might be, I don't know, a little bit down just because they have the fifth highest win total in the West and the Clippers have kind of uh, overtaken them as the cool kids on the block in LA with just the summer that they had. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, so I, I would definitely put the, some money on the Lakers, but it's about time to wrap up. I got to get to bed. It has been, it's a, been a late night of, uh, of gambling talk. The Cavs getting stomped by the Celtics to close out preseason. Feels like home. Thank you so much for coming on, Nate. Where can people find you? Yeah, to follow learn me on some Twitter at gambling? Nate Jacobson one. Um, Carter and I used to work together at a company called Stadium, and I'm doing a lot of gambling sports betting content there. So you can follow me on Twitter. I post some clips and articles that I do for them. So make sure to follow me. And I'll also finalize my uh, NBA win total future betting card on my Twitter account. Uh, probably going to spend this weekend making sure I get the right number. So if you want to follow Carter and I's picks, it'll be on my Twitter account. I'm sure Carter will do the same. Yep. Go ahead and at me, bro. Uh, when you post those, because I would like to share them as well. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast, please like subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, cook those books, exploit that faulty Apple algorithm to send us flying up the charts. If you'd like to be a part of our exclusive Chase Down Podcast Discord chat, just screenshot that review you post and send it to chasedownpod at gmail.com and check out our merch store. Uh, Justin should be sharing the link soon. The official Welcome to Sexland t-shirt has hit the hit the market. Can't wait to share that out with everybody. And uh, so, yeah, please support the pod. We are just one week away from Cavs' debut time. I couldn't be more excited. Justin can barely contain himself. We had to give him the day off just so he could uh, keep his enthusiasm in check. So please join us next Sunday for a preview and Wednesday for the Cavs' debut. Cannot wait to actually watch some quote-unquote meaningful Cavs basketball for the first time in six months. So thank you for tuning into the podcast. And as always, go Cavs.